What you missed on Prime Time with Clarissa Montero on Money FM. 89.3. Good afternoon, it is Clarissa Montero in the studio with me, Lisa Von Tang, founder and CEO and designer behind Chichi Von Tang and Lisa Von Tang. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Tell me everything about you. We know that you started Chichi Von Tang in 2015. Yes. And you were pretty young when you did it. Yes. What inspired that? Um, I had always wanted to start my own fashion label, and I always had an idea of what I wanted it to represent and and kind of the aesthetic around it. Mm-hmm. So literally, as young as nine years old, I was constantly like sketching and sketching and creating my little mannequins and dressing them and literally cutting out and putting together whole paper outfits. So I think um, it was something that I knew I would come back to. Um, in terms of launching my own fashion brand. Okay. It was just I was waiting for the right time to, mm-hmm. to do so. Yeah. So were you one of those girls who played with Barbie dolls and redesigned their clothes? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I want to, like, so yes, I was uh, certainly redesigning Barbie's clothes and hair and, and whatnot. Okay. Um, but on top of that, um, I think, I mean, I studied political science. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge philosophy nut. Um, I've always been interested in researching into Asian civilizations and history and culture. And I guess when I decided to do my own brand, those things all kind of converged very naturally into what is now the brand. Okay. And you moved from Canada to Singapore 10 years ago. Yes. Why did you do that? So I moved for love. Oh, you moved for love. I did. Tell us more. Um, Yeah. So I first came to Singapore maybe... I don't know, like 10 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And I met my now ex-husband. Mm-hmm. We're still besties. He's, he's excellent. But we were really young. It was very passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, the first eight months of that relationship was spent chasing each other around the world. Um, you know, you don't get a lot of time to be like, is this the one for me? <laughs> if there's a lot of, um, you know, grandiose visions and stuff. So I do love, though, the fact that I did move for love. Because I feel like that is very telling of how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, obviously, like I'm competent in what I do and everything. And I can rationalize and justify and, and make everything very logic. But at the end of the day, I'm very motivated by, you know, by feeling, by inspiration, by magic. Okay. So which was it when you started the brand? When you started Lisa Von Tang, was it the brand? Was it the magic was it the artistry? Was it? Absolutely. So it wasn't um, funny enough. So when I started the brand, it was it was Chichi Von Tang. Okay. And I started it literally as, as an almost fun hobby. So I was running my previous company, which was Nossum, selling uh, independent designers from around the region. And then I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do my own label. Like, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Mm-hmm. And then so I, I kind of started conceptualizing and being like, okay, well, if I did it, you know, how would it look like? What's the aesthetic? What's the spirit of the woman? And all the answers came so quickly as if I'd been like holding them in myself for, for ages because I had, I guess. And, um, and so the first collection, I literally like just on my own designed it myself, flew off and got it all sampled myself, picked all the fabrics myself and fit it myself and just, you know, did the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't think anyone at the time was expecting it to take off the way that it did. And I feel like that says a lot about starting something from a point of absolute passion instead of, 
you know, and then after that, you do need to come up with a proper business plan and you do need to do a lot of execution. But that that conception point coming from from passion is, is important. OK, so wait, you said you when you first started it, you did everything. You you drew it, you you did the samples, everything. You studied political science. What prepared you to do all of that other stuff? So how did um, you even know how to do it? That, that's a good question. So Mutra Prada studied political science mm-hmm. and Giorgio Armani is a trained doctor. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it is very much possible to be a fashion designer without studying fashion. Um, for me, I have a Chinese grandfather who's a watercolor painter. Mm-hmm. He's, he's passed away now. But on that side of the family, there's always been this very artistic streak. So mm-hmm. from the earliest age, we were learning how to paint, how to sketch, how to draw. And... The idea of sketching things came naturally to me. The idea of um, thinking about what I wanted and being able to translate it into a visual was was luckily natural for me. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, I started instead of just you know sketching it out, I would then I learned how to digitally render. So I learned this myself. Um, I would pick the fabrics that I wanted that I sourced online and then put it onto my digitally rendered uh, model. Um, and then I would play around with the colors until I found something I wanted. And I mean, that's like a digital way of doing it. Or I would literally go out and source, you know, physically and find it. So I guess long story short, um, I feel like um, the things that I needed to execute my, my role right now, a lot of it was trial and error and picking it up quite naturally. So I'm glad that I actually studied something quite different, mm-hmm. um, which still interests me, which is really just about critical thinking and philosophy and and all that, because it it's also the basis of my brand beyond the actual product. Cool. We are talking to Lisa Von Tang, designer, founder, CEO of Lisa Von Tang. So where is the brand now? From the point that you created it, where is it now? So the first year of doing Chi Chi Von Tang, we surprisingly did around 500000 in revenue for that brand. Mm-hmm. We weren't expecting it. And it was at that point in time that I realized, A, I'm a lot more passionate about doing my own brand and building out this story um, than running a multi-label retailer. Um, and B, clearly there's there's something here. There's a fire that's begun and, and we can spread it. So um, from there, I decided to restructure my business, focus completely on uh, the brand. After doing some, uh, I guess, brand workshopping with different PR agencies and mentors, we realized that as much as I love the name Chi Chi Von Tang, mm-hmm. and it'll always be a line of the brand, it wasn't as internationally scalable, perhaps, mm-hmm. as just going Lisa Von Tang and just right. having a designer name behind it. So... The brands today, um, we've gone from being, I guess, you know, a break-even label that has a really loyal tribe across the region of fashion lovers, but it's still very niche, still very exclusive, um, to something that's poised for more rapid growth. So we have a big immersive, I don't know what to call it, an immersive entertainment tour with um, MBS Mm -hmm. later on this year. Um, It's more of a ticketed tourist event where you will walk through the show over a few weeks and then you can shop at the end, which is a very unique, different way of doing experiential retail. Right. Um, We're also launching a digital atelier. So instead of just coming to the online shop and you just like buy the stuff, which is which is rather boring. And if you're not Net-A-Porter, there's also trust barriers if you're a new brand. So um, we are launching a digital atelier where you can actually get the same customized experiences you do in store online. So if you want to get that bomber jacket, but you want it to have your power color on the inside, you want it to be red on the inside, mm-hmm. you want it to have embroidery, you want to change the buttons to a different color. We're doing pop-ups where you can actually try the sizes and then you can put in your order online. 
So I think the brand has grown from something. It was at, at the beginning, it already launched, I think, very fully born in terms of what the spirit, what the woman was behind it mm-hmm. and the aesthetic. It's, it's street lux, it's east meets west. It's, it's never veered too much from that. But in terms of how we're building out our retail strategy, it's, it's gotten a lot more focused on getting it mass. Okay, so yeah. you design, you're still designing for the label. Yes. So when you're dressing yourself, how much of how, <laughs> how much of what you Ooh. put on is the label and how much of it is whatever you feel like wearing? It's actually usually always the label because other than denim, because um, I don't do denim, because it just happens to be what's in my closet and what I like. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of times where I'm like, wait, I designed the stuff. I sell the stuff. I'm the CEO. Why don't I have any of it? Because I end up um, loaning my pieces out for shoots or for celebrities or whatever because Mm -hmm. we don't want to loan stock. You know what I mean? So a lot of the samples that go out will be my personal things. And then, yeah. So, no, it's it's funny. Um, And then also, weirdly enough, when you're working on something, you sometimes forget to shop your own store. Right. Um, you know, to, to literally style yourself and, and whatnot, because you're so involved in the actual assembly process, I guess. But no, I'm, I'm usually always in my stuff. And what is your personal style? Um, it's eclectic. I think um, I, it is very much street luxe. I like looking casual. I like being comfortable. But at the same time, I like there being an opulent... Um, statement element to it that's different, that's unique. It's made out of high-quality materials. I love I love flat shoes. I love loafers. I love just cool flats. So I think my vision, my style is basically a woman who can easily run after taxis and, you know, just be very comfortable but at the same time be, you know, casually stylish. So I'll usually always have a statement jacket with mm-hmm. something very basic. That's my uniform. Right. Okay. We're talking to Lisa Von Tang, founder, CEO, designer behind Chichi Von Tang and Lisa Von Tang. Who is she in person? Outside of the job, what do you do? What do you shop for when it's not fashion? What are your hobbies? Do you like animals? Oh, I love animals. So I have a dog named Sesame. Okay. He is so cute. So I adopted him four years ago from a shelter called Causes for Animals. Right. And um, I, I don't know. I walked into the shelter and, you know, everyone, like all the dogs are super excited mm-hmm. and they want to get your attention. Like, take me home. Then there was this one loner and he's like pure black and he's sitting all by himself in the corner and he couldn't you know, he didn't care that um, that someone was visiting. And for some reason, I felt I needed to to get some kind of, you know, response from him. So so, yeah, that became my project, I guess, over the last few years to open up this dog that had been you know quite abused in the past and make him a, a happy guy again. So I really love animals. And I particularly like when people adopt because I think it's so nice to give them, you know, a warm home and just let them have a chance at joy again. Actually, it's funny you say that. I did exactly the same thing with my dog. I went to a shelter, um, Voices for Animals. And you're right. They all come at you. They all want your attention. And then there's one off in the corner just looking at me like, nah. You know, she was <laughs> she was not impressed with what she saw. She's the one I brought home. And what we realized was she was just really broken and terrified of everything. And it took us two years for her to even come to us when we called her. And that's been so rewarding. I think much more so because totally. we rescued her. 
I don't, yeah, I think people who don't bring on a rescue dog, they don't understand how truly rewarding it is yeah. when they finally open up and they're, you know, there's, there's less fear. I do think, though, that it's really a lifelong thing. So yes. Sesame has, my God, he's improved so much. Um, he's very social now. He's very happy. He's okay going out for walks. He used to be terrified of cars going by and mm. just really frigidy all the time. So he's he's a completely different dog in that aspect, but still, um, you know, if it's you know, there's certain things like you'll still go to pet him, and, and maybe if he's not prepared, he tenses up. Yes, you know, yes. like little things like that. He's still yeah. a bit neurotic. Maybe that's yeah. why we relate. I'm also neurotic. Yeah, no, well, I think we're all a little bit neurotic. <laughs> yeah, but that's right. I mean, two years later. She's still reacting that way. If she's asleep and I go in to check on her, her first reaction is to jump and run and then realize, oh, wait, that's mom. Exactly. <laughs> you know? mm. But yeah, it, and I, I love it. And we have everything that all our fur babies are rescues. Mm. And if I was allowed to have more, I wouldn't in case my so husband's So I've, I've had to, yeah, I, um, I've had thoughts about getting another pet in the house. Mm-hmm. But I'm single. Um, I already have a dog. So I just, I feel like I'm on the verge of becoming like the dog or cat woman. So I just got to like chill out for now and just focus on well, sesame. Well, that doesn't happen until you have like six or seven. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Actually, that is true. So I, I have, you know, a few more to go. Yeah, you have. Yeah. You, you can have another one and no one will think that of you. What else? Do you do you do yoga? Actually, I do. I used to do a lot of yoga in classes mm-hmm. um, over the years, but now I've come up with a daily routine that I do myself, which is a mix of, and I do it every morning. It's a mix of yoga, Pilates, twerking, um, dance, stretching, um, and I also used to train with pole dancing and, and splits and, and all that. So I Basically, every morning, 40 minutes, I'll start with something that gets my heart going. I'll go for a run or whatever it is. And then after that, this is insane. I don't know why I'm sharing it, but I will, because I have like a, a very small butt, by the way. But I will, um, yeah, I will do maybe 10 minutes of like a exercise thing, which mm-hmm. you can learn on YouTube. And it's great because you can't be in a bad mood when you're twerking. It's impossible. You're laughing at yourself. You're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then after that whole thing, I will work on core strengthening and, and flexibility stuff. But I feel like when I don't do my own little, I call it my, my morning warrior routine, mm-hmm. there's an immediate impact on how efficient I am, how productive, how happy I am. How the, the rest of your day so, goes. So I do that. Um, other than twerking in my dog, um, God, <laughs> what else? I research things a lot. I mean, yeah, I, I'm a closet research nut. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in any given week, um, I seem social because, you know, I go out maybe five nights a week, hang out with friends or whatever. But then I get home and the next three hours is in bed researching like the Unabomber or Hindu goddesses or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of I'm always following some interesting thing that piques my my imagination. And for me, it's important that I always follow what intrigues me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's usually within like anthropology, feminism, like there's like certain things. But I always follow it because then when I need to create a collection, like the inspiration is already being being, being baked. It was already kind of bumping around. I was going to ask you all of this stuff that you do, all this research, does it come back into the designs? Always. Yeah. So, um, and I like keeping it magical in the sense that the inspiration is never too contrived. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, I went on a trip to Myanmar once because a girlfriend of mine's a photographer and she was saying, hey, I want to visit like five different tribes. There's this amazing guide who's going to take us to these areas that they're not touristy. There's no roads to get there. Do you want to come? So at the time, I, I wasn't thinking, oh, one day I'm going to do a Myanmar inspired collection. It was it was just like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Right. Like I need to turn off my phone for a bit. So then I, I jumped on that um, trip 
And it turned out to be so incredibly inspiring. Um, just like the textiles, the style, the diversity of beauty. Um, and then I came back and, and yeah, like it turned out that maybe six months later I did do a, a Burma-inspired collection. But um, in August I'm doing a, some more tribal exploration but in the Philippines. And there's this amazing old tattoo artist. She's like white-haired, like tons of beautiful wrinkles, and she's fully tattooed. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if anything will come out of that or if it's a fun trip, but I'm always doing fun stuff. Okay. Before we let you go, one last question. One takeaway. What would you like us to know about you that we don't know, that you, but you'd like the people to know about you? Oh, my goodness. I don't know because <laughs> I, I, I'm tr- I have no edit, actually. I'm, I'm pretty transparent. Um, I don't know. I guess it would be that I see my overarching mission in life to, and this probably would surprise people, to be to spread joy. And that sounds funny because... I'm a fashion designer. How would I do that? <laughs> but I feel like underneath the the products that we create and the brand messaging that we do, if I can make people feel empowered mm-hmm. through wearing my designs, I'm very happy. So it's not just fashion. It's also that message for me. Okay. Well, if that piqued your interest and you want to look at Lisa Von Tang, the clothes, you can go to the flagship store at the shops at Marina Bay. On which floor? It's on the first floor. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming Thank and you. talking to us on Money FM 89.3.